going on everybody welcome today is monday may the 8th 2023 my name's jeremy this is my first time let's see who's here who do i say good morning to good morning frank good morning dennis good morning jenny and good morning tommy and good morning to all the rest of you whether you're out there watching now maybe you're watching in the future Maybe you have a time machine and you've somehow come forward, collected this video, brought it back to the past, and you're watching it in the past. Or perhaps you're listening to the audio. Either way, any of those ones or some other ridiculous one you can come up with, I'm appreciative of your time that you spend here with me. Thank you and welcome. Good morning, Nathan. Jenny says, routine blood work today, so I'll be mostly missing... Mostly listen only this morning. I hope all of your testing comes back as it should, as we want it to, I suppose is a better way to put it. How was your weekend? What did you do? Did you, like me, uh, work in the outside so hard that you more or less injured yourself? Because that's pretty much what I did. Uh, so Friday was out in the yard for about half a day. I did work in the morning and then came back. Let's see, did I work at the office? I'm trying to remember. No, I didn't. I worked from here. I got the new training program, Charge, finished up. Charge is live, and I believe it's either our best or second best launch we've had yet. So I'm on to something with that. Apparently, people want cardio programs, so maybe we'll do something like that moving forward. A different version if I come up with a different angle for us to approach it. So did that, got outside. There was a bunch of chainsaw work that had to be done. And honestly, for most of the rest of the day, from about one o'clock on, I just relaxed. I didn't do that much. It was exactly what I needed. I'm very thankful that I had that opportunity. Saturday, Saturday was Green Up Day here in Vermont, if you're unfamiliar. Green Up Day is a state-sponsored day where everyone is encouraged to go out into the wilderness or along the roadside, depending on who you are, and pick up trash. Well, uh, I had a friend that I've done Green Up Day with before, and we took off the doors to the Jeep and loaded it up with bins and bags and things. And that six and a half mile loop that I often walk, fortunately, a lot of people like to drink and drive and throw their cans out. And what did we get? We got probably around three big trash bags full of cans and other debris. And that was driving roughly halfway. Halfway, and we were so full that we turned around. And we drove back. Yeah. So that was Saturday. I uh, did about 17,000 steps for, for that, despite driving, you know, just the amount of getting out and digging in and walking. Oh, there's something sparkly. Is that a can? That's a can. Let's dig it out from under the leaves. 
we were pulling out stuff that was old. I mean, not super duper old, although we did run into some locals who were metal detecting. There's a lot of old um, foundations and stuff out through there. And they found some neat stuff. They found a Civil War belt buckle, which was pretty cool. Uh, they showed us all the stuff that they had found. It was some really neat stuff. And then yesterday, I worked in the yard again. Oh, and I went running in there, ran three miles. Mostly because I haven't run in a while, and I just wanted to see if I could put my shoes on and run. Guess what? I can. Um, Ten-minute miles. You know, nothing special, but just that I could do it. And then yesterday, more chainsaw work, and what else did I do? Oh, got some garden stuff going, went and did some errands, went to bed early. Went to bed early both days, which was awesome. Well, three days, went to bed early. Really, really nice. And here we are with Monday. And we've got a new episode because it's Monday. So today, if you spend much time on TikTok, you know who this person is. But if you don't spend a lot of time on TikTok, you may not know who this person is, but you're about to. Because today's guest is an absolute personality. Today's guest has the legal name Dimitri Daniels. Seafood Dimitri Daniels, a Kung Fu practitioner, longtime martial artist, but has an online moniker, Jay Jackhammer. And we have a lengthy conversation. I think this episode clocks in at 118 or something like that. It's a longer episode, but such a great episode. I have a whole different understanding of this man. You know, you can only come to know people so much from, you know, one, two minute conversations or, or video clips, I guess. But when you get a chance to have an hour long conversation with someone, it's a whole different story. Ooh, pardon me. My body is so fried that I did not sleep well. That's my, my, my little, my ring, this thing. When I woke up this morning, it said, uh, when I loaded the data, it said, your body temperature is slightly elevated. Yeah, because I was out in the sun and beat my body up and might be on the verge of getting sick. I've sneezed a couple of times, so I'm going to take it easy today. Good morning, Andy. But today's episode with Dimitri slash Jade, whoever you want to think of him as, I think you're really going to have fun with this one because it's there. there's a lot of introspection here. This is a conversation with someone who fully acknowledges the growth of who they are and, you know, is able to look back on some of the things that they've done and said, hmm, would handle that differently now. I don't want to give anything away, but I hope you do check it out. Video, of course, as always on YouTube, audio in your podcast player, and you can find it all over the place. And if you have feedback, which I wish more of you had feedback, positive or negative, I mean, just anything that we can do or hear from you, you know, uh, the positive feedback goes a long way. Just like, you know, hitting the like button or the thumbs up button or the heart button or whatever you got, depending on the platform you're on right now. And uh, so... Check it out. Let me know what you think. So that's that. And then what's today? Today I, I'm heading into the office. 
it is not a super heavy day. A bunch of I'll be getting a bunch of work done. And what else? I'll come back here. I've got a couple of lilacs I got to plant because I bought them. I love buying and planting plants. I love buying plants. I love having plants. I don't love planting them so much. So the rule I have with myself is once you buy them, you can't buy anything more until you plant them. And I got a couple of lilacs I got to plant. Remember last year with the bird? So no bird in the grapevines this year, but there is a bird on my front porch. And I noticed that on Saturday morning. I opened the door, went on the porch, birds making a racket, turned around. I've been on the porch several times in the last two weeks. Saw a nest. Oh, crap. Bird had built this nest up in a top shelf, so I got something to step on, looked in. Yep, four blue robin's eggs. Did a look. Did a quick re bit of research. Can I move this nest legally? No. Also, it's probably even if it was legal, it would be very unlikely to work. Okay, great. So now we have to deal with this. I use that porch for a lot of storage. So as I was working in the yard yesterday, whistling at the bird, hey, I'm here. She's not comfortable with me yet. We'll see if we can make an improvement with that. Good morning, Brian. What else? Do I have anything else going on today? After work, we'll see how I feel. I may go to the gym for a little bit. I won't be doing much because my body is, my body is sore. My body needs rest. You know, it's amazing as I, now that I've got some numbers to back up these decisions, you know, the amount of time that I would have said, no, just go to the gym. No, just, no, it's okay. You don't need to go to bed early. You know, all these things. I think most of us are so tired all the time, so chronically exhausted, so often sore or injured that we forget what feeling good is like and that we draw our baseline so far off from where it should be. I don't know what we do with that, but I'm thankful that I have something to, to back this up. Andy says, are you getting old? Nope. Still the oldest 25-year-old I know. I can still hang. But I recognize the value of recovery. You know, and good morning also to Stacy and to Liz. And actually, I want to take Andy's comment for a moment. So we we live in this society that assumes that as you get old, you have to get sore or banged up. And, and that's really that's where Andy's comment's coming from, isn't it? This idea that as you age, all of these things are inevitable, and they're not. If you eat well, if you exercise and rest well, if you do the things that your body needs, there is no reason you can't be fully functional very deep into life. This idea that we have to be broken down in our 40s or our 50s is false. I had people tell me, you know, once you hit 30, you'll have to slow down. I didn't. Once you hit 40, you really have to slow down. I'm turning 44 a, a month from today. My ability to burn the candle at both ends is not that 
of a typical 20 year old because I don't do it so consistently, right? I'm, I'm not adapted to that, but I could be. And how do I know that? Well, Saturday at all in weekend, I did 25,000 steps. I went from 6 a.m. five. I got up at 5.15 and went to bed at 10.30 on, on that Saturday. Was I exhausted? Yeah, but I still, I still put in all the work, still walking around barefoot on concrete. I didn't take breaks. Everybody's talking about being old and tired now. Tommy says to Andy, some days I feel my age. Most days I'm moving better than a lot of 30-year-olds and I'm 60. Exactly. Tommy's a great example. Nobody ever said you had to be your age. We're told that as kids. Act your age. Is that how you got how you are? Hating life? Injured, sore, I refuse to do it. I have aged, I refuse to grow up. I will be I will be a big kid until they put me in the ground, which if I have anything to say about it is somewhere, I'm, I'm gonna be at least 100. This is the plan. There's too much to do. I'm not going early. Jenny says, I was always told, act your age, not your shoe size. Dennis says, so, uh, Dennis says, some days I feel my age, other days I feel with my hands. <laughs> Tommy says, I didn't get to 60 acting my age. That's a great, great point. Frank says, Peter Pan. Yep. When I hear people make these make comments, and I'm not pick it and not try to pick on Andy. It, 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 this is this is exactly what I believe. Just as long as you keep moving, things keep working. Yes, they do. We we have this, this inherent belief in society that things have to break down and degrade. And why do they? Because we treat ourselves terribly. The food that we eat and the way that we live is not set up to benefit us. It just isn't. I know... So here's a great example. Most of what I've been eating has been meat. I've been subsisting primarily on chicken and turkey, three meals a day, some dairy on top of that, just for variety. And I haven't lost weight, but it looks like I've lost 10 pounds. I've just lost inflammation in my body. Why is that chronic inflammation there? Because certain things aren't good for you and your body responds in that way. Well, last night I w was craving nachos. So I took all the things that I would have eaten already, put them on top of some chips, had um, some non-alcoholic beer because I'm off alcohol right now and woke up this morning and I was bloated like you wouldn't believe. Just from, I had a couple beers, beers, quote beers in the afternoon, just from one day. And then we're going back weeks that I've been doing this. It doesn't take long. So if you can see that contrast, what happens to your body when you're doing that day after day after day? It's not good. 
All right. Frank gave us quotes. Let's see what we got for quotes. Thank you, as always, to Frank for all of your work on the show. Thank you to Josh for our theme song. Thank you to Denise for the audio. And where are we? This button. This button. This button. And just here we go. Life really does. Up until then, you were just doing research, Carl Jung. I've shared this before. I'll say it again. When studies are done on the happiest age group, it's generally people in their 60s. Why? Because people in their 60s are young enough that they can still do the things they want to do and old enough to know what they want to do. And they generally have the resources to do them. So if that's the secret, how do you do more of that when you're younger? You try different things. You figure out ways to do them. You keep your body intact, healthy. If we took modern supplementation and coupled with just eating the way we did, let's say 50 years ago, if we did nothing more than take modern understanding of metabolism and supplementation and added that on, the average person would live until 90. None of this early 70s stuff, none of this where our life expectancy is going backwards. That wouldn't be happening. And I think for a lot of people, they look at 40, they're like, oh, 40, middle-aged. I don't look or feel or act middle age. Maybe I, I look at, you know, no hair, a little bit of white. Certainly don't act it. I don't feel it. I don't feel like half of it's gone. Even if statistically it is, but I'm just going to keep going because I don't care because I'm worried about now and I'm worried about tomorrow. I'm not worried about, oh, no, I've got 40 years behind me. Whatever. 40 years of experience. I'm 25 with 20 years of experience, right? That's honestly, I'm not that far off from that being true. Be grateful for your difficulties and challenges for they hold blessings. In fact, man needs difficulties. They are necessary for health, personal growth, individuation, and self-actualization. We've had a couple conversations about discomfort and my for whatever reason that's not zooming the way i wanted to my my growing understanding of the importance of discomfort that if we're constantly comfortable if we're aiming for constant comfort in all ways we end up being quite contracted it's the discomfort that leads to growth it's the discomfort that leads to understanding Sometimes we call it type two fun on a physical level. You know, go hike this mountain. You're exhausted. You're banged up when you come back down, but you're better for it. You're better physically for it. You're maybe you had a wonderful view at the top. Maybe you were contemplating some important things while you went. Those are all great things, things that you're not going to have if you are comfortable in your 
um, climate-controlled living room sitting on your comfortable couch watching your favorite television show. Those things don't happen. In fact, what happens long-term when we do that? Our mind deteriorates. Our body deteriorates. It's almost as if, as if comfort is a negative. Now, obviously, being comfortable as an intermission, as an opportunity to heal, to collect yourself is not a bad thing. But if we think about the highest functioning people, the most successful people, the best people in any space or industry or pursuit, those are all seven. What do we find? They're constantly going. They exhaust the people around them because they don't stop. Some of them sleep very little every night. That's what works for them. They have not prioritized comfort. But when it's time to be comfortable, when it's time to rest or relax, they go hard at that too. So be grateful for those difficulties and challenges. What's our last one today? Um, yep, also from Carl Jung, the foundation of all mental illness is the unwillingness to experience legitimate suffering. It's a bold statement. The foundation of all mental illness is the unwillingness to experience legitimate suffering. So if you take this coupled with the quote before, there's a lot of suffering that comes in life, isn't there? If, if we look at it that way, uh, if you want to go really deep on how suffering and, and life go together, uh, read Buddhist philosophy. It's, it's all about it, right? Like, we're all going to suffer pretty much constantly. Make peace with it. And you can look at it as suffering or you can look at it in other ways. When someone does something that you dislike, are you really suffering or are you experiencing their action in a way that you choose to suffer? This is something that I'm working on very, very much. Constantly, how I respond to the way other people act. I struggle with that at times because I want, I want people to be honest and forthright. I want people to follow through with what they say they're going to do. You know, right now I have uh, two service providers to my home who are behind on things that they said that they would do. Now, these are very clearly laid out sets of instructions that they have both volunteered to perform. You know, these are their job. And both of them have had poor communication and delayed doing taking those actions. I feel genuine frustration at that. I was venting to a friend over the weekend. I feel genuine frustration at that. Does that get me anywhere? No. I can either do the work myself. 
I can hire somebody else to do it, or I can wait for them. Those are my three choices. Or I guess there's a fourth choice. Don't do the work. All carry their own benefits, downsides. And I've gotten better about not stressing about making that choice, giving these people a little bit of time, relaxing, letting them, letting myself know, hey, you know what? They're not taking action or rather they're not forcing inaction upon me because they hate me. They're prioritizing their own lives in ways that make sense to them. And just because I don't miss deadlines, just because when I tell someone I'm going to do something, I do it, or I let them know, hey, here's the earth shattering reason I was unable to meet my obligation. And here's what I propose as a backup plan. Doesn't mean the rest of the world does that. So it's something I'll continue to work on because there's always stuff to work on. And in that sense, I am thankful for the discomfort and the opportunity to get better at those things. Just a reminder, we are one week in to the grace period for those of you who attended all in weekend to sign up for 2024 with your discount code. Uh, I've seen seven, eight registrations come through, which I'm very excited about already. And we've got one more week. So I think we'll see a few more. Are we going to beat the number of super pre-registrations for next year or that we did prior? I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. But just a reminder, May 15th, those of you who did not attend, you will have your shot to register for probably the coolest martial arts event that you'll find. good stuff. So mark your calendars. If you want to support us, that's one thing that you can do, or you can buy something at whistlekick.com using the code firstcup15. No, you can't use that discount code on events. We don't discount events. You grab new dragon hoodie or a shirt or something like that. Take this down. This doesn't need to be here. But you can also check out the family page, whistlekick.com slash family. You got to type it in. Or check out the Patreon. It starts at $2 a month, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash whistlekick. If you aren't in Patreon, you would not know that last week I uploaded the audio and video from the first attempt at the Dan Anderson episode. There is some different stuff in there. It is pretty raw, pretty uncut. Uh, we trimmed off the front and the back as we normally would, but that's about it. So you, you get uh, a different style of different experience, we'll call it. So you can check that out. And guess what? If you join Patreon, you can go back and look at this stuff. I don't know how far back you can go, but you're not just limited to the stuff in the front. At least that is my understanding. All right. Go check out today's episode of Martial Arts Radio with Jade Jackhammer, aka Dimitri Daniels. Feel free. Please do support us in our mission to connect, educate, and entertain. And most importantly, I hope you have a fantastic day and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Be well. Peace.